With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I spit it through the wire, man. There's too much stuff on my heart right now, man. Welcome to the Destination Debbie Waiver Wire show for week eight. I'm your host, Ike. Follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. And I am one half of the Offline Fantasy Football Podcast, dropping every Thursday on the channel. Please be sure you check that out. Now, today we're going to go, go ahead and get into week eight pickups and briefly briefly touch on what happened in week seven some of the good some of the bad some of the ugly some of the ugly got to start with the injuries got to start with the injuries now granted it's not as long of a list as we had at you know last week last week in week six and so that's i guess a positive but one of the, the most bizarre i guess you can call it an injury that we can briefly touch on is Bijan robinson like what the hell was that about he didn't play but 10 snaps had one carry at the very end of the game. A lot of, there's some speculation that it was a headache. He wasn't feeling great the night before. And the Falcons failed to divulge that to the injury report, which, you know, they're, they're currently being investigated by the NFL as to why they didn't, why, why they weren't as forthcoming with this information before Sunday's games. So, yeah, that, that's a, that's a bizarre situation. I think he should be fine for next week. I think. Um, so, that that's a situation to monitor. It was it was pretty bizarre uh, to to say the least. Deshaun Watson, Browns quarterback. He, I think he injured his shoulder. Was checked for a head injury when he was knocked to the turf in the I think the second quarter against the Colts. He was cleared to return. I think he was checked for the concussion protocol or checked for concussion, and he he was cleared to return. But Coach Kevin Stefanski kept him out of the game. But before that, before that, he was pretty bad he was only one of five for five yards in interception and the play he got hit on you can argue that was another interception but you know replay review called it an incomplete pass because the tip of the ball hit the ground but in any event we just, we haven't seen a lot of good from Deshaun Watson so I, I think he should be fine for next week but that's another another situation to monitor and then staying on that same team the Cleveland Browns running back Jerome Ford came you know ha- has now what can be described as a low grade high ankle sprain so he'll miss a couple of weeks i know at the end of the game or a- after the game in the locker room he had a boot on his hit a boot on his on his ankle so that means you know we'll have to look towards kareem hunt we'll have to look towards pierre strong jr we'll talk about that backfield here in a little bit but john ford was off to a pretty good start and then we had you know when he had that 69 yard touchdown run he only had five carry five five yards on ten carries the rest of the game. But yeah, that that is that's a blow to um, to that offense because he provides an explosive element. And speaking of explosive, 
We got Keaton Mitchell running back for the Ravens. He had a hamstring injury, didn't return. John Harbaugh said that he's week to week. So usually when he's week to week, he's probably going to miss anywhere from one to two weeks, if not more. And then Christian Watson, Packers wide receiver, had a knee injury. He left, but I think he came out today and said that he's okay. He just needs to get through some of the pain in the initial stages, and he should be good to go. And then staying in Green Bay, tight end Luke Musgrave had an ankle injury, and he did not return. So there's we'll, we'll see we'll see how his uh, practice participation is throughout the week. No word on the severity of that. And then sticking with tight ends, Gerald Everett for the Chargers had a quad injury, and he did not return to the game. So that's an, that's another blow for that offense. And then just quickly to round it out, we did see Saquon Barkley briefly leave due to a hyperextended elbow, but he you know put an elbow pad on and he was okay and it still ended up having a pretty good game. All right, so that rounds out injuries. Let's briefly touch on some of the pickups for week seven that we hit, that we hit on, that we missed on, and somewhere in between. Starting with quarterbacks, Desmond Ritter, QB 17. Would have had a better day from a fantasy perspective if he did not lose three fumbles. Three fumbles, three turnovers. And he could have had two rushing touchdowns instead of one. It's because that third fumble that he lost. He was he was stripped like right before the goal line. So could have been a borderline QB one week for Desmond Ritter as a streamer. So we just barely missed that. Sam Howell, on the other hand, commander's quarterback, had a, had a dreadful game, finishes a QB 21 on the week against the Giants, which is a pretty good matchup. And the Giants, they actually doubled their sack total, almost doubled their, their sack total. And Sam Howell just keeps holding on to the ball too long and taking unnecessary sacks on pace for an NFL record 97. So, again, not not good. His schedule is still favorable, but if he keeps taking sacks at the rate that he is and keeps holding the ball on to holding on to the ball too long, Coach Ron Rivera did not close the door for a potential change down the line. He said his, he said that he said that Sam Howell is the quarterback for now, but never know. Never know what could happen in the future. So that is a situation to monitor despite the favorable matchups they have. And then Tyrod Taylor in that same game, Giants quarterback, finished as a QB6 overall. I mean, this is a matchup that we're going to continue to attack as the season goes on. Any Anytime a quarterback is up against Washington, we want to play that quarterback. Because again, Washington at this point, they've gotten up the QB1, QB8, QB3, QB6, QB4. And then this most recent week, QB6. I mean, it's, it's, it's not that hard. It does not have to be that hard. And then from a super flex perspective, Tyson Bajan, backup Bears uh, quarterback, he didn't, he, you know, he, he didn't kill you. You know, he, he was, uh, from a real-life perspective, he was pretty efficient, you know, mistake-free football, 21 of 29, but he did have a low A dot, didn't have that many yards, only 162, but he had 24 yards on the ground, still showed a little bit, on, still, still showed a little bit, you know, with his legs, little athleticism there, and so... I know from a super flex perspective, if you needed a, a body out there, a quarterback out there, didn't kill you and didn't kill you. But the running backs, if you spent a lot of fab on these running backs that we suggested last week, yikes, Zach Evans, a lot of people blew, blew the bag for him. He was a zero, didn't play a single snap. Keontae Ingram, he blew the bag for him, didn't play a single snap. These were situations that were looking good at the time you made the bids and then news later on. <laughs> Situations unfolded and news came out later on in the week that did not go in their favor. And we'll talk about the Rams and Cardinals backfield a little bit later on. Latavius Murray, he still played a lot of snaps, still got two-minute work, but for the most part, wasn't a great box score for him. 
wide receivers. We had Wandell Robinson and Curtis Samuel. They both face-planted for the most part. Wandell Robinson only got two targets, one catch, 23 yards. And then Curtis Samuel had – he had eight targets, which was, you know, which is what you like to see. You like to see a guy get targeted that much, but only four for 25. Four catches, 25 yards. So not not great. Not great. Um, but Rasheed Rice and, and, and Josh Downs both found the end zone again. So again, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep saying it every single week until they're over that 55, 60% threshold. These guys need to be on your rosters. Point blank period. And then lastly, tight ends, Michael Mayer. He was he was one of the one of the popular waiver wire pickups last week. His his role, you know, his role was great. His role was even better than it was the previous week, but he only had four targets, two catches, 13 yards. I think he's more so a second half of the season stash because we are basically into the second half of the season and he could definitely have a post by well, not post by rookie but like second half of the season surge as we as we often see with rookies all right now on to week eight pickups a couple of quarterbacks here first mac jones mac jones had a pretty good game against buffalo he was a qb7 on the week less than 20 percent rostered but this is actually a move for week nine because week nine is when you have more bye weeks you have four teams on by in week nine, but Mac Jones plays the Washington Commanders in week nine. I know he plays he, he plays the, uh, the Miami Dolphins in week eight, and that's a good matchup. But an even better matchup, a matchup that we're again we're going to continue to target, is against Commanders. And as I as I mentioned earlier, Q, you know QB six, QB eight, QB three, QB four, QB one that they've given up. So I think Mac Jones they they had a, a pretty good game against Buffalo, a really tough defense. And they can use this as a moment, uh, you know, a momentum, a bit of momentum in their favor to hopefully have some better showings. The next, Kyler Murray, he's still he's he's under that fifty percent roster threshold because he's been on IR and people were unsure if he was going to play at all. Now he's he's somewhat back. That twenty one day window has opened for him to practice and then to be subsequently be activated off of IR. So I think he'll probably miss week eight. And I think the sweet spot where he's going to potentially be activated is week nine. But I don't know if it's a great idea for him to be activated. But I'd still pick him up, stash him, put him on your IR. And if he's if he plays, he plays. If he doesn't, cost you nothing to get him. And then just, you know, a couple of uh, super flex seasonal uh, suggestions. If you, if you need if you need a quarterback, Malik Willis potentially is going to step in to start in Tennessee. And then Tyson Bajan, we'll probably go back to Tyson Bajan against the Chargers, Chargers defense that gets torched by basically everybody. And so that'll be another good matchup. But again, that's more so on the super flex side. All right, so on to running backs. We got the Rams backfield. Darrell Henderson, less than 25% rostered, and Royce Freeman, around 30% rostered. Now, again, you know, reports came out before the game, basically right before kickoff, that who these two were going to lead the backfield. and. Zach Evans was going to be relegated to nothing. And that's exactly how it played out. Darrell Henderson, who was familiar with the Rams system, had 18 carries to Royce Freeman's 12. He had the touchdown. Royce Freeman did not. He outsnapped him and ran more routes and had more opportunities than Royce Freeman. But they're still both worth picking up because Kyron Williams was placed on IR. You'll see another three games of these two manning the backfield. Just a quick note, uh, Miles Gaskin, who they also signed from Minnesota's practice squad, wasn't ready to play yet, so he was inactive. So we don't know if he's going to potentially figure into this offense. 
But in any event, the two guys that should be at the forefront, more so Dar- Darrell Henderson, these these are the two that that you should look to pick up. And then going to the Browns backfield, Pierre Strong Jr., less than five percent rostered. He should be he should be a you know a, I wouldn't say a priority ad, but a, but an ad nonetheless. We we did mention Jerome Ford does have that boot on his leg, but the 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 most notable thing here, Pierre Strong played seventeen of twenty eight snaps in the fourth quarter after Jerome Ford uh, left the game, and Kareem Hunt he was limited in the game because he came into the game with a thigh injury, so I think. As Kareem Hunt gets healthy, he'll, he should probably be the starter. But this may be a two-man backfield, and Pierre Strong could have some quote-unquote flex appeal in you know depending depending on the matchup. So that's that's just an, another another backfield to monitor. But Pierre Strong should definitely be picked up. Kareem Hunt, I think he is his his roster ship is is approaching fifty percent now, or it could be over the fifty percent threshold. So he may not be available, but if he is, I would definitely prioritize him over Pierre Strong. But in, in, nonetheless, get get those Browns backfield mates on your roster. And then the next one, you know, it, it's it's pretty interesting. Amari DiMercato, <laughs> Cardinals running back. Last week we thought it was Keontae Ingram. Didn't foresee this happening. It seemed it seemed like a rotation was was happening with him, Damien Williams, and. But it was Amari Mercado that played the majority of the snaps. Yes, I know we oversold his production in week five going into week six. And that caused, you know, caused a lot of people to blow their fab and, and get nothing as a result. But again, this, this was an encouraging sign. I mean, e- even in week six where he didn't do anything, he played the, he played the most snaps. And he played the most snaps again for the second straight week. And this week was mostly a neutral game script. And he actually got a lot of production to, to to show for it. He got some, he got a lot of carries, got some targets out of the backfield. Um, but I will say the next couple of games are going to be absolutely brutal versus the Browns and Ravens. But if you have a lot of injuries, if your if your roster is just ravaged with injuries, this is a guy that you could potentially slot in. He because he could potentially get fifteen plus opportunities over the next couple of weeks when James Conner should be eligible to return from IR. But yeah, I, I know it's a weird, it's a weird one. It's a weird one, but we, we, we adjust, we adjust with the information that we, that we receive. All right. Next up is Devin Singletary running back for the Texans. This one's pretty simple. He got a ton of work before the bye week out snapping Damian Pierce had more opportunities than Damian Pierce, and it potentially may signal a shift in that backfield because Damian Pierce has been pretty ineffective for the most part. And they could be looking for a spark or something different for that run game. And I think Devin Singletary, he's a veteran. He's good in pass protection. And he looked better than Damien Pearson week six before the bye. I think this, I think he's worth a pickup just, just in case that, that trend continues. And a couple of stashes, running back Regal Dowdle, backup running back for the Cowboys. We've seen Tony Pollard get a, a massive workload. Question where, whether or not he could potential you know hold up so far so far he has been but this is the time of the year where you stash backup running backs because anything can happen anything can happen just want to be proactive and then also Tajay Spears we we mentioned we pretty much going to mention him on every show because he's still his roster ship there roster ship percentage 
it's not where it needs to be. But he's played in 50, over 50% of the snaps in all but one game this year. And he could potentially carve out some standalone value. Now, I know the offense is bad. The offense in Tennessee is nothing to write home about, and it's nothing to get behind. But they could also be getting Traylon Burks back from injury soon, and they could have a quarterback change, which could you know mean mean more for the running backs in the backfield. And then there's speculation on, on, on Derrick Henry potentially being traded. So all these things, all those factors, Tajay Spears need to be on rosters. Wide receivers, wide receivers first one. Kendrick Bourne for the Patriots. Yeah, Ken, that Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. He 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 made an appearance on the on the waiver show several weeks ago, and has has dudded out ever since. But the last couple of weeks been has been has been pretty solid from a PPR perspective. He did score his first touchdown since Week One against the Bills. Had six catches, sixty three yards. So he had he's he's had a couple of good games in a row. He even had a decent game against the Raiders. I mean, in this in this offense, I mean, quite frankly, they just they're just looking for something, right? They're just looking for some sort of spark. They're looking for anyone that can get their passing game going. Because Juju Smith Schuster, they signed him in free agency, has done nothing so far. Done absolutely nothing. Tyquan Thornton, they activated him off of IR, but they didn't play him that much. Devontae Parker has given you nothing. The only two people that that have given you something or shown you something are Kendrick Bourne and Demario Douglas, which is probably another guy. I think that's probably more a, a deeper league play, but Bourne and Douglas, they ran the most routes and they had the most targets in that Patriot passing game. And over the next couple of weeks, they got two, they got two pretty good matchups against Miami and then against the, the Washington Commanders. And so from the from Bourne's perspective, some would suggest that this is a sell high moment, but I, I don't I don't think so. I, I don't think so. It's it's clear that he's been the Patriots best wide receiver, and he's the wide receiver twenty-four on the on the on the year so far. So I, I think I think he's worth a pickup, and he I think he should be a weekly a weekly flex option moving forward. Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks for the Cowboys. Yeah, he he had a, he had a season high four catches, thirty six yards, and a touchdown before the bye week. That, that that's that's not a lot not a lot to write home about. But the hope is that they've worked on some things during the bye to figure out how to get him more involved in the offense. Potential sign of things to come. We saw Monday night Dak, you know, targeting Michael Gallup at least 10 times didn't quite lead to what we needed it to lead to because it was you know a lot of drops a lot of bad routes you name it and i i think they've been talking up brandon cooks over the last couple of weeks to try to get him going and i think you know the game against the chargers was could potentially be the start of that so brandon cooks definitely worth a pickup and he's under 50 percent rostered so and then Jaden reed uh just we want to monitor the christian watson injury if christian watson is out for any extended period of time, he'll slot in uh, in that Packers passing game, which, you know, the Packers offense has has not looked good over the last couple of weeks. So, he, I mean, Jaden Reed did catch a lucky touchdown on an Aaron Jordan love pass. But again, more opportunity in that passing game should should be on the horizon. Should uh, Christian Watson this time. Now, a couple of reminders and stashes that you should make sure that these guys are not on your waiver wire for any reason whatsoever. I'm going to talk about this guy every single week until I'm blue in the face and until the roster ship is above a particular number, which is 55, 60-ish percent. Josh Downs is still only 36% rostered on Yahoo. He is the wide receiver 25 on the season. And again, another touchdown. At least five catches in each game where Gardner Minshew has played significant snaps at 5, 125, and a touchdown. We, we, we know what that, what that passing game is. Is going to come down to it's going to be Josh Downs, it's going to be Michael Pittman, 
and the running backs may occasionally mix in. But it's Josh Downs. It's Josh Downs season. Pick him up and start him in your flex every single week. Then Michael Wilson, Cardinals wide receiver. A lot of teams have been calling about Marquise Brown, and he could be on the move, which would slot Michael Wilson into that number one wide receiver role. He currently plays the second most snaps, runs second most routes, and in this past game, he was tied for the second most targets. And he's only 28% roster on sleeper leagues. He's a wide receiver most wide receiver three most weeks, but that could definitely change if Hollywood Brown is traded. So keep him on the radar and keep him, at least right now, as a bench stash. One guy that was forgotten about, though, was Tank Dell. Tank Dell had the concussion, wide receiver for the Texans. He had the concussion. He might have been dropped before or during the bye week. He's the t- wide receiver 29 in points per game, and he's under 50% roster on Yahoo and ESPN. So Tank Dell, he... he if you if you remember, he had a couple of spike week games prior to getting hurt, and he's tied to CJ Stroud, who's who's having a phenomenal rookie season. Pick him up. And then lastly, Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver for the Giants. His playing time and opportunity is on the rise. It is on the rise. This last game, second most routes and most snaps. Second most routes and snaps. In week seven, he had the most wide receiver targets on the team with five, but he only caught two passes. But they did go for 42 and 33 yards, respectively. Big play threat as playing time and opportunity increases. So do those spike weeks. The spike weeks are coming for him. So as he gets more playing time, those spike weeks will continue, will, will, will come. Will, they will definitely come. And lastly, to round things out, we'll, we'll get into tight ends. First is Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid might actually be happening. He ran more routes than Dawson Knox. And he had more targets, 8-3. to three. Turn that eight, you know, turn that to eight catches for 75 yards. And now news came out today. This is being recorded on a Monday that Dawson Knox is having wrist surgery and is unsure how much time he will miss. Don Kincaid is a priority add on waivers. Definitely priority add. So Don Kincaid, again, he, he, he might be happening. Michael Mayer, tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders, still needs still needs to be on rosters for the second half of the season. And then we have Taysom Hill, tight end for the Saints. I know, Taysom Hill. Over the last two games, he's been the tight end six and the tight end five. He has 11 catches for 99 yards and 13 targets. And he has a, a rushing touchdown in in that span. Now, his usage, his usage could change with Jawan Johnson possibly returning from injury. But in the event that it doesn't, Taysom Hill, I think, I mean, he's, he's showing that he can he can play some tight end and, and return some fantasy value. So he's had some pretty, pretty good weeks back to back. And then just a couple of deeper league plays here. Trey McBride, tight end for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray could potentially be on its way back and could help this offense out immensely. And I, I, I can't believe it. I actually have the entire Cardinals offense on the, on this waiver wire show. Yikes, that, that, that's, that's pretty gross. But they are, believe it or not, they are worth pickups. But Trey McBride, I mean, he's a, he, he has a tight end 12 week over the last couple of games. He does split snaps with Zach Ertz, but he saw more targets than Zach Ertz in this last game. So that's another something to monitor. And then lastly, we have Connor Hayward. Con- Connor Hayward, backup tight end for the Steelers. With Pat Frymuth on IR, he played the most snaps and ran the most routes in that Steelers passing attack. Now, he only had three targets, turned that into two catches for 23 yards. But the most important thing to note here is, according to PFF, he ran most of his snaps out of 11 personnel. And that's three wide receivers and one tight end. And that was 25 of a possible 31 snaps in that, in that, uh, in that personnel grouping. So he's going to be on the field a lot in passing situations, and Darnell Washington is going to be relegated to blocking duties, who is the backup tight end. So, so Connor Hayward, deeper leagues, Trey McBride, deeper leagues, 
But the other three, Taysom Hill, Michael Mayer, and John- Dalton Kincaid, definitely in your in your standard 12 team, 12, 10 and 12, 12 team leagues for sure. All right. And just to recap some of these pickups, Mac Jones, quarterback, Kyler Murray, if he's if he's out there, definitely pick him up. And then some super flex seasonal leagues, Malik Willis and Tyson Bajant. Running backs, Darrell Henderson and Royce Freeman on the Rams. Pierre Strong Jr. from the Browns. Amari DiMercato for the Cardinals. Devin Singletary for the Texans and a couple of stashes. Rico Dowdle for the Cowboys. Tajay Spears for the Titans. Wide receivers. Kendrick Bourne for the Patriots. Brandon Cooks for the Cowboys. Jaden Reed for the Packers. And these guys should not be on your on your waiver wires in any way, shape, or form. Josh Downs for the Colts. Michael Wilson for the Cardinals. Tank Dell for the Texans. And Jalen Hyatt for the Giants. All right, that's all I got for you guys for week eight. Appreciate y'all tapping in. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Make sure you turn those rosters and understand, hey, week eight, much better week. No bye weeks. So you're going to have full, full, full rosters. Hopefully you don't have a lot of injuries. But in any event, good luck. I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Peace out.